0: Welcome back, bitch. <laughs> it's your host, it's your girl, Fluid Flower, coming back at you with a brand new episode in the 2023 season. Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, you know, felice Navidad. It is what it is. You know, happy holidays. Um, so let's just get into it, girl. I've been gone since like November. I think like my last episode was like in October. Then I had my birthday, right? Your girl turned 30. And a very interesting thing about me turning 30 is that I was so pressed, right? I was like, oh my God, I don't want to turn 30 because then I'm going to be old. But the thing about like getting older is literally the opposite of not getting older is death. So I was like, you know what? I actually don't mind turning 30. This idea that if you haven't achieved your goals by 30, if you are not on the 30 under 30 list of Forbes, if you're, you know, not a millionaire by the age of 29, that's all bullshit. A lot of us are literally dealing with The rising cost of inflation, the rising cost of food, gas is expensive. Elon Musk is trying to build a fucking hyperloop when literally we just need motherfucking trains. Like it's a whole bunch of nonsense that we got to deal with. So the fact that you just woke up today, you made it alive is amazing. So one of my fundamental issues was I was upset that I didn't have the money that I wanted to have. I didn't have, you know, um... In terms of like I wasn't able to celebrate my birthday the way I wanted to bring it in. Like I've always imagined myself going to like this resort with like a good number of friends. But I knew my financial situation. I knew what the fuck I was going through. So the fact that I even still had that expectation it's actually kind of fucking wild and then at first I was like sad and I was like oh my gosh this isn't fair other people get to do xyz on their 30th birthday and I was like you know what I'm not gonna compare myself I have a whole year to celebrate turning 30 and I'm gonna live every single day till its fullest and what does that look like for me that means like setting small like achievable goals like make your bed today take a shower today maybe put on an eyebrow and do a little bit of concealer um because you have a face-to-face meeting today yeah you know what instead of waiting for your dishes to pile up and you having to run your dishwasher just wash the two or three plates that are in your sink you're not gonna die if <laughs> even though I absolutely hate fucking washing dishes so just small actionable items every single day that help me reach different goals you know that I have for myself is a is achievable it's it's a winnable thing and and that is a part of living life to, fo- to my to its fullest um also you know trying to meet up with a friend at least once a month because y'all know I have a tendency to just stay inside my house I you know, social interaction, we're social creatures, we're social humans. I was like, you know what? Let me reach out to some friends, to some people I haven't seen in a while and let me go hang out and chill with them. And it's going to be great. Um, But yeah, I've just decided to do my best to be happy, let myself feel my feelings um, and just trying to work on all of those things um, that I learned in therapy because yeah, uh, don't nobody got no time at 2023 to be motherfucking sad. I've been sad since 2019. I've really been sad since 2015 because I've really been depressed ever since I graduated college. But you know, I've just been making the mess out of everything. I'm just, all it is to say <laughs> its it's a new year and it's the same me, but I'm just doing things a little differently. Like, I don't want to change the fundamentals of who I am because I'm a pretty decent person But there are some things that I want to change in terms of my coping skills, coping mechanisms, you know, just doing things that are healthy for me. And I think for me, just not doing the performance or adhering to social constructs that just do not align with who the fuck I am. Like, if I don't want to do something, but everyone says that I should do it, I'm not gonna fucking do it, right? Like, I spent so much time being unhappy in 2022 because I kept chasing this version of who I thought I should be. And there was just a moment, I think right when I turned 30, there was just this moment where I was like, I truly don't have time for the bullshit. Like I have made 30 revolutions around the fucking sun. And you mean to tell me I'm still afraid of what people think, or I'm still allowing myself to be dictated by what others think? Bitch, you lost your motherfucking mind. You motherfucking crazy sitting up here. You are a grown-ass woman. You've been paying bills, rent, by yourself for 12 months. Ain't not now, bitch, helped you. You've been buying the little itty-bitty groceries that you've been trying to buy in motherfucking inflation. And now one of those bitches that you worried about helps you, okay? You pay for your own motherfucking therapy. You clean your own goddamn house. You wash your own goddamn ass. And you sitting over here worried about what somebody think? Cause you ain't on the 30 under 30. Cause you not owning studio lots yet. Cause you ain't motherfucking big Disney out here, girl, (laughs) shut the fuck up. Like, and I'm talking to myself, obviously, but all of that to say, like, like I said, I got my whole life to celebrate turning different ages. I have the whole year to celebrate turning 30 and I have the rest of my life to just be uniquely me. And that's what the fuck I'm going to do. And since in these last, well, today's the 14th and these last 14 days, I've just been doing that. And I just, even on days where I'm so tired and I feel sad because of something, I just remind myself that. This too shall pass. It's not going to last forever. And all you can do is do what you can today. But the number one thing is that you're going to take care of yourself. That's my actual number one goal this year. Being gentle with myself, taking care of myself. I understand, you know, we all got financial goals. I got financial goals and job goals and career goals, but I can't adhere to the financials and the careers if I'm not right within so, yeah. Um but all of that to say, let's get into the episode, girl. This is really a freestyle episode because I'm really just here to update y'all on the life. And you know, just to get a few a few things off my chest because um a lot of you bitches are really still motherfucking crazy. Um I don't even know where I want to go into what I want to talk about first. Should I start with Tory Lings? Should I? Yes. Let's get into it. All I want to say about Tory Lanez because there's so many bloggers and podcasters and you know fucking uh, rap blogs and shit like that. Number one, I will say that media literacy is now a public health issue because the way in which that I don't know if it was the the the, the pandemic and the fact that people were stuck inside and had nothing to do for 2 years and 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 your brains were rotted i don't know if it is a contribute to that or a factor to that but the fact that you all were you know on the internet using speculation from blogs and whack ass dj's as truth you need to go back to school and take a fucking media literacy course Y'all are literally sitting up here thinking that opinion is truth. Getting into fights with people on Beyonce, Giselle knows Carter's internet. Are you fucking stupid? Collect yourself quickly, friends quickly, because I don't know what the fuck is going on. You had evidence. You had, like eyewitness testimony. You had so many other different things and y'all sat there and, and y'all ran memes and y'all played games and y'all was lying on this woman. And you know me, I don't really give a fuck about celebrity because I understand celebrity to be the offshoot of capitalism. And there they are placed there strategically and specifically for us to forget our material condition and to aspire to that so that we never challenge the status quo. But something really caught my eye about this case about y'all literally going throughout, through the lengths, the lengths to sit up here and defend this man who literally already, we already knew that he sent texts and an apology message. People who had been following this case from the a year or a year and a half ago when it first happened knew about the shit, knew about the text messages, knew about the voicemail that he left on her phone saying that he's sorry. What other reason would he have to be sorry about if he didn't shoot her? But my main main point here is because I'm really not a celebrity apologist, but I hope Megan Pete is doing okay. But my main point here is that a lot of you all need jobs. A lot of you all need to go get your CDL. Um, We need plumbers, electricians. We need people (laughs) uh, to handle... um, things in real life in the material world and instead of uh riding the dick of motherfucking DJ academics bitch you need to get yourself a motherfucking job but I've never in my life people are using literal tweets and blogs that are are made to give clicks and likes and engagement that have no basis in the truth to try and defend this goddamn hobbit I'm tired I've never in my life seen the amount of just, like, blatant wrongness. <laughs> like, just loud and wrong for no fucking reason. And then all the blogs and people who were saying, oh, I hope she's not lying. I hope she's not doing this. The motherfucker's guilty on all three counts. Chow. Next. I'm so motherfucking over it. Um, I just want to also... Uh, talk about really quickly about an event that happened to me today. Um, I'm a person who keeps to themselves. I, when I go out, I do not like to attract attention to myself because I already attract attention. I am a dark skin, uh, fat, black woman. Wherever I go in the room. People are automatically looking at me, whether it's positive, whether it's negative or whether they just see me, it doesn't matter. Um, I was standing in line to pick up my medication today at the CVS cause the girls kept texting me saying, bitch, come pick up your prescriptions or we're going to put them back on the shelf. Um, and b- even before I get to that, cause I want to quickly touch on, uh, prescriptions. I am, I am quite tired of doctors and health insurance. I, if you know that I, the last time I went into our session, and this is, you know, about my primary care provider, and I told you that I'm having trouble um, with eating foods that can help to manage my diabetes, help to manage my endometriosis, and I tell you, the main source of that is not having the funds why would you continuously book me appointments to come and see you so that I can get my medication when I just told you that I barely have enough money to pay for this appointment and then you make my medicine that I can't afford contingent upon me going to those appointments so I'm getting down to my last insulin syringes and I notice I'm like huh it was they I got this on the 17th technically I should have been given another one on the 17th of November and December, you're supposed to get a new refill every month. Miss Girl, my doctor, set it to zero refills. And I'm like, that's very interesting. So, you know, Mama hops on the eye chart or excuse me, the My-chart, and um, I put in a refill request for the insulin, because one thing you're not going to do is to have me worried about where my next fix is going to be and go a full 24 hours without what I need to survive. So that was on the 6th of January. I heard nothing. So on January 9th, I put in another refill request. Immediately, I start catastrophizing. And that's what I'm talking about when I say I need to be gentler to myself. I have experienced so much fucking trauma. I will literally play the worst case scenario in my head over and over again because I'm fucking afraid about about my, what might happen. So I say to myself as I'm taking a shower, I say, you know what, self? And self said what? We say, you know what, girl? We are just going to pray about it. God is going to provide, the universe will provide, and if there's any issues, you're going to call your doctor's office head on. So the next morning, on the 10th, I got a message that my prescription for the insulin was renewed, but then I also got a message from the people who handle the messaging for my doctor's office, and they said, hey, we refilled your prescription, but due to your medications, you need to come in for an appointment. I know that. My appointment is scheduled for February. You want me to come in once a month and I can't afford that $60 copay once a month. My FSA card hasn't even been refilled and is not even going to be refilled until March of this year. I only have $8 left on that bitch. Just now, today, when I paid for my medicine, had to put that shit on my credit card. I'm not going in every fucking month for you bitches to sit up here and charge me $60 to tell me job well done or that you need to eat less carbs. But I can tell that to my motherfucking self. And so my whole thing is, if I told you in the appointment that I don't have no motherfucking money to be coming to these appointments and you need to stretch them out, why the fuck are you putting appointments once a month? you stupid bitch and this is my problem it's not that I'm angry with my doctor per se I'm angry at the medical system because there's no way that this woman who listened to me and heard what I said and understood me and is the reason why I picked her as my care provider because she'd be understanding me there's no way that this woman was just like okay well let's just schedule it once a month it doctors have uh you know senior doctors that they that they have to speak to they have like product representatives the hospital staff and the board to answer to and when everything is structured in capitalism and set up like a fucking business they're just seeing a name and a dollar sign all they're seeing is oh well this patient who has these complications needs to come in because we know we can milk this bitch for all the money she's fucking got no you can't bitch because I ain't got it like that not yet at least and even when I do y'all not y'all still not finna see me up in that bitch all the time I don't need to see your ass once a month so I'm picking up my prescriptions that she has so kindly refilled after I had to harass the office low-key and I'm just standing in line minding my business like I said I don't bother nobody I don't want nobody to bother me I go out I run my errands I go back home now there's a few people in front of me I'm waiting. It's my turn. I see the girl who always checks me out. She's super sweet. Hey, last name, Imanife, date of birth, la-da-la-da-la-da-la. So as she's pulling the meds, I hear, excuse me. And I turn, and I think that he's talking to the lady because it's the impatient white man who's probably trying to, like, figure something out. Maybe he needs help with something. He taps me on the shoulder and says, no, you. And I was like, oh, can I help you? He says, yeah, I just wanted to let you know that I just got weight loss surgery. (laughs) I just got weight loss surgery. They cut my stomach open. I've lost 80 pounds in the last four months. Oh, that's good for you, baby. Yeah, if you want to try it, I can give you my doctor's information. Now, Billy Bob, I don't know what possessed you to tell me this, but I'm good. You see, the thing about Non fat people and even other fat people. Y'all do not allow fat people to be in motherfucking peace. Let me fat in peace, bitch. We're gonna take this all the way back to episode one. And I think I did another episode about human projection. Now, and all of this is just conjecture. Well, in that peculiar, I think it was, I think the title is The Peculiar Case of Human Projection. I talked about specifically, we as human beings are social creatures. Um, And I say it's conjecture because even though I have research to back it up, I didn't provide it. So it's just opinion and entertainment at that point. But I said that we as human beings, we find ourselves projecting um, our situations onto people knowingly and both unknowingly. So even in our friend groups, we expect our friends to have the same kinds of politics that we have because we have those politics. We do that in our family dynamic. We think in our family because we all grew up the same that we should all think the same. And when we project onto our family members trying to get them to come back to the home base, family member, friends, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, we're trying to get them to come back because no, well, if you're rejecting the way I think, then that means you're rejecting me. Did I say I was rejecting you, bitch? I just said, I don't think like you. I just said, I don't like what you like. Why is it that we gotta like the same thing in order to be friends? Are you that insecure in who the fuck you are? Cause I like what I like and I don't like what I don't like. But that don't mean that's gonna stop me from being cool with somebody else if we cool. And it's the same thing in my opinion when it comes to fat people. You as a fat person felt shitty about yourself being fat. So now you want to project your shitty ass- assness onto me cause you think, oh, she's big, she can relate. And it's not unentirely untrue. That didn't come out right. It's not entirely untrue. There we go. Because there was a point in my life where, yes, I would have looked into weight loss surgery. I remember at one point when I was a child, I wanted to get liposuction. Like, I wanted to do these things. I wanted to mutilate my fucking body in the name of thinness. But who I am now and what I've been through now and the fat politics that I have now, you're not about to sit up here and tell me nothing because I'm going to combat what the fuck it is you're saying because, baby, I'm reading the literature, okay? It's giving Belly of the Beast by Deshaun L. Harrison. It's giving Fearing the Black Body the Racial Origins of Fat Phobia by Sabrina Strings. You know, it, I'm, it's, it's giving well read. And it's the fact that so many of you who are fat still do not have the fat politic. And but you are you are expecting me as a fat person to hate myself the way you hated yourself. Let me tell you something, baby, I get it. You want to be smaller, you ain't want to be ridiculed You want to be able to, you know, sit on the airplane seat without a seatbelt extender Even when I get on airplanes, you know, if I have an extra seat next to me I have to use the the, 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 the tray, the meal tray I have to put it down in the other seat because they make the fucking airplane seat so small I can't sit down in the seat properly with the meal tray in front of me Most times when I fly, I don't even get a drink I don't even want to put the meal tray down Because I'm like, I don't want to deal with that shit and yes do you think that that has a psychological effects on me absolutely but i understand the type of world that i live in i understand the fact that capitalism has these fucking corporations and airplanes in a fucking chokehold because they know regardless of, of fatness people are different sizes but every seat is the fucking same even tall people who are not fat Have to sit up here and deal with these tiny ass Small ass airplane seats With no motherfucking leg room People in their motherfucking flights getting pulmonary embolisms In their motherfucking leg Blood clots traveling from their leg to their heart Because they sit up there in these small ass seats For hours and hours on the motherfucking plane They trying to pack as many motherfucking people On that plane so they can continue to collect your money But no All y'all see when I get on the plane is a fat bitch You don't see the 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 structures and the institutions that led up to building this type of plane to not having specific seats for larger people to accommodate for that when you see fat people all you see is hatred because you are designed to hate fat people and when we sit up here and we call that out don't nobody hate your fat ass you just fat you need to lose weight i'm just looking out for you hold on Hold on, bitch, because if you was looking out for me, your ass will be paying my motherfucking copays and paying for my motherfucking medication since you care about my health so motherfucking much. He sat there, mind you, the whole time this man is going on and on about uh, his surgery, this motherfucker don't got no mask on. His belly is touching all up on my belly, and I'm like, crack a move, Okay. Take your ass back to Yugoslavia or motherfucking Bulgaria, wherever the fuck your people come from, and back the fuck up and put a fucking mask on, okay? We're still in a fucking pandemic, coming up to me with no motherfucking mask, telling me about weight loss surgery. They cut my stomach clean open. I lost 85 pounds. I still want to go down to 60. Well, you know, will Jesus help you with that? I can't do nothing for you. And so then I says to him, That's great, but, you know, my dad died of weight loss surgery. And he, like, all of the color flushed in his face. Yes, cracker, because you shouldn't come up to people and talk to them about things that they cannot fix in six seconds. Do not come up to people and talk to them about weight loss. Do not come up to people and talk to them about their acne. Don't come up to people and talk to them about pregnancy or when they want to have kids. What the fuck is wrong with you bitches? Leave people the fuck alone. Are you fucking kidding me? I remember one time I had the fucking flu. And I went to Walgreens to go pick, pick up my motherfucking medication This is before I left my last job I took my day off and I'm like oh my god I'm fucking sick My mom couldn't go get my medication I had to drive with the fucking flu To go grab medication And this and this black woman That's how you know all skin folk ain't your folk okay? I'm standing in line sweating bullets And I'm fucking freezing cold at the same time And she picks up some sort of weight loss appetite suppressant pill and she puts it right in my face and she leans in and she goes you know I took this and uh I was losing weight by the bullets and I just you know it's really good you should buy it I said ma'am I have the fucking flu I and I don't even like cussing at old black ladies but she pissed me clean the fuck off she's like oh I'm so sorry I thought you were standing in I said you thought I was standing in line for a weight loss drug are you fucking mental You bitches need to mind your fucking business. Let fat people be. Let motherfuckers be fat and motherfucking peace. Y'all bitches just like to talk shit about fat people because it makes you feel better about how shitty you feel about yourselves. Leave us the fuck alone. And I went on about my fucking day. And it was, it was, I was at a point like I couldn't even register. And the moment when this man came up and did that, I couldn't. I wasn't even angry because I was like, I am. I'm like, I'm above you. It's above me now. But now that I'm talking about it, I'm angry now because I'm like, y'all really be saying this shit unsolicited. Like, and then when we tell y'all about yourself, motherfuckers like to throw the rock and hide their hand and act like, oh, I'm just worried about your health. Like, do you understand how difficult it is for me? Trigger warning, talking about, you know, um, what is it called? Eating disorders. I am a person who was recovering from an eating disorder as a child. I remember when my mom went to Nigeria to go see her family cause it had been like, I was like seven. So she had been in America for maybe like 10 or 12 years at that point. We had stayed with these people that we knew from church and at seven years old, they put me on a diet and they told me uh, to start starving myself, to make myself really, really hungry before it's time for me to eat so that my stomach could shrink. When my mom came back from Nigeria from the summer She said I was so small that she couldn't even look at me because I was so frail. And they had me essentially anorexic. There's a specific term for anorexics who, who starve themselves and also work out as well. Um, When I was in high school, I started to throw up my food and, and, you know, still starving myself, not eating lunch, not eating breakfast or only eating one thing a day or only eating when I get home. The horrible things that I have done to my body in the name of health and wellness and really just in the name of thinness. I am so proud of the person that I have become. Because this is the first time that I have started a health journey that includes working out where weight loss is not my goal because weight loss and health are not synonymous and fatness and fitness are not diametrically opposed. I've said that so many times on this motherfucking show. And it's the fact that it's so many people who again, hate themselves so much or are so indoctrinated that they just feel the need. No, I have to lose weight. I have to lose weight. And oh, this big person next to me, they need to lose weight too. I'm not worried about that. I give my exercise. I drink my, my proteins. I take my insulin. And it's also like I take very good care of myself. The fact that since June of 2021 that I've had to wake up every single day and I have to give myself medication even when you have no fucking clue how hard it is to take care of yourself in the middle of a fucking depression when all you want to do is sit there in your nasty ass that you ain't washed in five days. And just sit on the bed and be under the covers and not be bothered. Because you don't know if an endometrian flare-up is going to happen today. But you have to get up and give yourself insulin. Check your blood sugar three times a day when you have a fear of needles. You do not know what the fuck I go through. Stop talking to me about my weight, you stupid bitches. I hope your dick falls off. Go have sex in fucking traffic. I'm so sick of it. Just because you hate fat people, don't mean I have to hate myself. And another thing, you bitches on TikTok, you femininity spiritual ass dumb bitches. If I see these motherfuckers, every why is it that every motherfucker who is motherfucking spiritual? Why is it that you bitches again are just it just comes with the fat phobia and the transphobia? Why? Like I know there is a uh, uh, a a. There's like a black national to alt-right pipeline thing that's going on right now. But let me tell you something. Fat women don't have nothing to do with your femininity. If you want to be in your divine femininity, be in your divine femininity. If you don't want to be fat, that's your problem. That's your issue. That's your burden to bear. But I beg you, bitch, please rest from the fat phobia. Go on down to I-45 and go see Mattress Matt. Get you a Sealy Posturepedic to lay down your motherfucking burdens. Me being fat don't got nothing to do with you. All these podcast bitches, hmm, as a bitch on the podcast, but all these other podcast bitches, Sitting on a motherfucking um uh uh, uh TV or TV, sitting on a fucking TikTok, sitting up here talking about some, oh, oh, and catch my, you know, I'm New York, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All these motherfuckers on the fucking TikTok sitting up here talking about some, oh 300 pounds women don't deserve to have love. You don't deserve to date a man who makes six figures. You don't deserve this. You deserve a dick in your mouth. And you deserve for your house to catch fire and for your house insurance not to pay you no money. What what are you what Talking about you sound insane. I don't deserve love. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve that. I'm I'm sorry that you put your value in how much you weigh. I'm sorry that you listen to racist homophobic fat phobic institutions your whole life and that's how you base your worth and value as a human being I'm sorry babes try communism I don't know what to fucking tell you like my issues don't got shit to do with you the way your issues don't got shit to do with me so why are you putting fat people in it leave fat people alone but you can't because you feel so shitty about yourself you need to find something for you to sit up here and, and be better than oh you know what I may be broke and I may not have shit and my podcast not may not be popping off and I may have to pay bots to listen to my shit but you know what at least I ain't fat and guess what girl you're never gonna be happy because my big fat ass is going to be motherfucking happy and I'm cute bitch and I look better than you bitch and I get more money than you bitch so now what the fuck what's up get the fuck out of here standing up to me at the motherfucking CVS talking to me about how you got your motherfucking stomach cut over bitch my father died because of a botched fucking surgery you, oh, I, I didn't know. Well, you weren't supposed to know, bitch, because you weren't supposed to fucking come up and talk to me. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Come up, baby. Don't play with it. <laughs> Listen, I'm about to become a rap girlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of y'all don't understand that just because something is a black-owned business that you think that automatically means that, therefore, the material conditions of black people living in precarity improving I I actually don't know if I've made an episode about this or I've been wanting to make an episode about this, but I'm just gonna get it off my chest. Cause there's a couple things. Uh, Miel Organics. <laughs> um, so I have I have gone back and forth a lot about with this because while I understand the argument that white people should not be in our shit, right? Because they absolutely shouldn't. Like, bitch. Everything is not for motherfucking for everybody. And, you know, we talk about black folk being the arbiters of cool. We know that when it comes to pop culture in America, black people are the arbiters of cool. We create cool. We are hip. The literal definition of hip. And so people who are not us, who want to be influenced and who think that they can get coolness by copying what we do, tend to copy the wrong things. We we wear our hair specifically because our hair grows against gravity. We wear specific styles because our hair grows against gravity. Because our hair grows against gravity, we do not produce a lot of oil. A lot of oil in our hair does not come down the shaft of our hair strands because our hair strands are pointing pointing upwards towards the sky. That does not mean that you, with your flat pancake hair, should be in the ethnic aisle of Target or Walmart putting fucking Miel organic oil in your goddamn head. First of all, I've even like reversed my position on oils in general because we know oils do not hydrate, oils do not moisturize, oils don't even seal. Oils are hydrophobic, meaning they repel water. The only thing that moisturizes your hair or hydrates your hair rather is water. Moisturizing your hair can come from hydrolyzed wheat proteins, soy proteins that are actually small enough to penetrate the shaft of your hair and, and manipulate its texture. Sealants are petroleums, So, or even silicones, but that's a, that's a whole different conversation. But the point being that oil growing your hair, yes, rosemary oil, there has been some clinical studies that show that rosemary oil can help with growing hair. But that does not mean that you as a white woman, again, should be in the ethnic aisle, putting miel in your hair and then rinsing it out after a, uh, an hour. They did the same shit with South Asian Desi women. When, when uh, Desi people put amla oil in their hair, and they and there's a specific you know tradition a way to do it and now they have people at the motherfucking whatever stores that white people frequent selling counterfeit omelet oil. Then y'all was getting on TikTok talking about some of making your hair fall out. Well yeah, bitch, cause you're putting fucking diesel gasoline fuel on your fucking head because you want to be I want to be like Haley Bieber. I want to I wanna be like Haley Bieber. I want to do a brownie glaze lip. Okay, well, bitch, did you just ever think for one second that some shit just ain't for you? Okay, that's that side of the argument. I understand that. But this is the other side of the argument. A lot of black people have been up in arms because meal Organics has been purchased by Procter & Gamble. And... I saw a collection of tweets that my sister sent me because I clearly don't follow this this place. I think it's like the Shade Room's version of like the spiritual, it's like spirit, spiritual world, but it's owned by the Shade Room and they even like make the posts the same. It's just like a different watermark. So she sent me some of the posts. Um, actually, let me just open the shit up now. Open up the motherfucking Instagram and and, and look at the shit there because it was a bit silly to me. Yes, Spiritual World. So there are people saying quite a few things. Uh, Miel's, uh, so this woman, I'm not going to say their names, but if you go on Spiritual World's Instagram, you can look at the the cache of tweets that they stole and now posted. Miel, whose products actually work, and I'd specify for type 4 hair specifically, and so for white women to white women, and then for them to sell out to P&G, we can't have shit in this house. Uh, another tweet said, uh, so Miel sold the company to Procter and Gamble, you know, they're going to change the formula so whites can use it. And the black girls on TikTok showing you how to make it yourself. I love that app. Miel being acquired by G is expected, but, sh- but she said it's to increase availability and the formula formulas will not change. Hmm. Okay. Uh, here's the kicker that really got me now that Miel isn't black owned anymore uh and is owned by png i hope y'all learned your lesson on gatekeeping on tiktok and y'all better not post camilla rose either which doesn't make sense because your tweet went viral and now people are looking into what camilla rose is but anyway the one that really 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 stood out to me was a young man who tweeted this reading about meal organics selling to png brought tears to my eyes black people don't truly understand or value legacy generational wealth or ownership we just talk about it scaling a brand is great but at what cost is it worth your integrity your name and respect and i know this is going to come off to a it's going to come off really bad to a lot of people who don't listen to this show but people who know my politics um my response to that is please shut the fuck up and it's not in defense of the owner i'm coming from the perspective of you or or rather we as black people the majority of us will never experience generational wealth because there is this thing called transatlantic slavery and colonization of the African continent and those imperial and colonial powers still doing the work of colonialism to this day, imperial powers known as the United States uh, uh, and Great Britain still doing the work of colonial powers today that are literally uh, privatizing the resources of African nations to benefit the imperial core. What generational wealth are you niggas talking about? I'm sorry to burst your motherfucking bubble, but it is a myth about Black Wall Street it is a myth about the power of the black dollar. It is a myth about black people having a spending average that equals, uh, the, the, the GDP of a small nation. You all need to tap into Dr. Jared ball and tap into, um, his book, the myth of black buying power, because there's too many Negroes out here who are upset talking about, oh, it's not black owned anymore. We can't have shit generational wealth. Tulsa, Oklahoma, blah, 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 blah. How are you gonna have generational wealth when mass incarceration is alive and fucking well? Y'all niggas don't even know the meaning of generational wealth. They got that generational wealth because of slavery. So in order for you, niggas, Negroes, black folk to have that same amount of generational wealth, we as black people would have to build institutions that enslave others and exploit other people in order for us to get that kind of wealth. We're talking about... The British Empire, we are talking about oil pipelines that are getting, are being built and, and because of our connection of the U.S.'s connection, uh, uh, to bomb, uh, uh, oil, excuse me, to bomb children to have oil. Do you understand? You don't have a fucking military to have fucking generational wealth. You did not own slaves. Nigga, you will never have fucking generational wealth. And also... Just because a Black business is Black-owned does not mean that said business, again, I'm repeating myself, is going to change the material conditions for the majority of Black people who are living in precarity. So what if she sold? Was she in, and you know what, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm understanding this, a company being sold so they can scale or merged, acquisitioned, whatever the fuck, a, that type of small business being you know, purchased by a big, my Procter & Gamble owns literally 90 to 80% of the shit that we fucking use. Like, let's be fucking real. It's a fucking monopoly. And that's what monop- That's how monopolies survive. And I'm not defending the monopoly. I'm just letting people know, monopolies survive because they acquire smaller businesses to keep them afloat. And they, and they brand them and incorporate them into their own as, as a different product line. But did you think that even if she didn't sell, If Procter & Gamble, if they wanted to fucking steal the market, what do you think they would have done? They would have reverse engineered a product, sold it for half the cost, and you niggas would have went and bought that shit anyway. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, this may not want to be the cup of tea that some of y'all want to hear, but y'all have to stop You have to undo this undying faith of black economics being the answer to our material conditions. That shit is not going to stop us being killed by the police. Do you understand that? That shit is not going to fucking stop. Do you know how many times a day that we're on fucking TikTok or Twitter or from news articles that we hear from these black owned businesses that are abusing their black staff? abusing their black employees but it's okay if the black people suffer that abuse just because it's black owned I don't want any black people to be abused I don't want any black people to be exploited and just because the exploitation is in blackface does not okay it what the fuck is wrong with y'all please grow the fuck up Like, I'm sorry, but y'all have been listening to that Richard Nixon lie since 1960 motherfucking nine, bitch. They They were talking about black wealth and, you know, if the black man just gets this, then, you know, we need to have business initiatives so that they can, you know, have business loans and open up shops and businesses in their own neighborhoods and then they'll be okay. Girl, how would we be okay when the state still takes our agency, How will black people be okay when there are still institutions to mass incarcerate, to separate children, to keep people in jail because they can't make bail? How are you going to be okay when these very institutions still exist? You you talking about they're going to be okay, but your child is in student lunch debt? Is the black business paying off the lunch debt? No. Is the black business advocating for all school lunches to be free, period? No. Come on. These businesses are not changing our material reality. And even if they do a little bit of charity, so a little bit of charity don't mean nothing. So you give a little bit of this and a little bit of it here. Does that mean that you've done your good deed for the year and you're done helping the Negroes? Most likely because they can't materially financially one or two or even 10 black businesses cannot do it all because this shit is systemic. It is institutional. It is generational. So please... Let go of the idea that black businesses are going to save the community. They're fucking not let go of the idea that black real estate agents making black cities or, or these black uh, renters places. This is what's going to solve, uh, you know, black people not owning homes. Nigga, people are living on the fucking streets. Their homeless encampments are being destroyed. It's illegal to be homeless in California. And you're sitting here talking about generational wealth. Piss off. Take a day off, man. Oh, girl. Like, I'm sorry. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Um, last couple things as I'm wrapping up here. Mindy Kaling doesn't deserve rights. No. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. No, I have to take that out. Uh or maybe I'm not. I don't fucking know. I don't care. Um yeah, I I'm really tired of I'm really tired of comedians acting like they're like being persecuted. Like, girl, you're a rich comedian. And I'm not just talking about Cindy specific. Cindy was her name. Mindy. I'm not just talking about that bitch specifically. Um, it's too many uh fucking comedians, Dave Chappelle, uh Bill Maher. All these fucking assholes, they're just acting like they're persecuting. I mean, cancel culture. Yeah, you guys canceled me because I made a trans joke. You're so sensitive. Why won't you listen to my terrible trans jokes? Um, Because they're terrible? Uh, and because so are you? Listen, you're not canceled, okay? People still have access. Chappelle's show is still on Netflix. You still go on tour. You sell out tours, man. People still watch your show. HBO Max has not canceled Bill Maher. Bill Maher literally said the fucking N-word. He literally said, I'm a house nigga, and you're a field nigga. Like, come on. Like, he literally fucking said it and still has a show? Like, or did or is it off the air? I don't fucking know. Either way, it wasn't canceled back then. It's not canceled now. Uh, Louis C.K., the motherfucker who was jacking off on the phone uh, to when he would call other female comedians. He's like doing like an apology tour or something or did an apology tour. I don't keep up with these crackers, but like they're slowly but surely bringing him back into the Hollywood circle. Um, and people are going to go see him. Their definition of being canceled is you for just for like a moment in time you're not getting unmitigated undivided adoration from your fans and your yes men like people say hey you know just you know stay out of the public eye for now and you know just go you know like stay at one of your many like homes and houses and you know like your pile of millions of dollars oh my god i'm canceled shut the fuck up you're not canceled you said a shitty joke and you're a shitty person and you didn't apologize. Fuck you. Anyway, um I think that's all I have for now, girls. Um I feel so much better. <laughs> um a couple of quick announcements. I am going to do my best to get you episodes every week. If something changes, I will let you know the week before. Um but yeah, I've got lots to talk about. You know? I am trying to plan video episodes. Mama's trying to relaunch the Patreon. I just have to pace myself. I think that's one thing when I restarted the podcast, I didn't pace myself because I fully expected to hit the ground running. Um, but it's, it's I, I dream big <laughs> and I want to go big and I want to go home immediately, bitch. Um, but just know, you know, I got shit in the works. I want to do some video stuff. I want to have some guests. I want to, you know, I want to do like a, a, an advice section, like an advice column where people can like write in and like, I can give you my take or my advice or help. You can even actually like call in to the show and I will play it over the air and we'll talk about it. And I'll give you my uh, advice. Um, But yeah, like I've got ideas, I've got stories to write, I've got books to sell and you know, all of that will happen in time. It's on the vision board. And I think I just need to make sure that I give myself time to adequately uh, develop and to do the things I need to do. But most importantly, to take care of myself uh, and be consistent uh mama's also in the gym I met my goal of twice this week and I'm just doing walking and some light weightlifting lifting just to get the blood pumping the blood moving and flowing mama's taking some certification courses good things are in the works good things I'm spitting everywhere good things are in the works good things are in the works good things are in the works and they they shall come to pass um yeah I'm excited. I hope you're excited. And I am just so happy that we could connect and uh, share this time together. Um, Yeah, if I think of anything else uh, that I want to share with you girls, I'll probably, you know, start doing, oh, I wanted to do some things or like sometimes I have like these random episodes, these rando thoughts where I just wanted to talk about something for 15 minutes. And they're just like these quick little blurbs. Um yeah, I'll start dropping some of those cuz I've got some things pre-recorded. And you know, honestly girls, until next time. Um I need to go take a shower and watch drag race before I go to sleep. So, yes. Love you girls. Love you down. I will see you in the morrow. And you know what, bitch, I'm gonna come right back right quick, because I was getting ready for bed, right? And I was just playing the CVS situation all over my motherfucking head. Because at the end of the conversation, the dude was like, well, you know, whatever you decide to do, you know, uh, just eat protein and eat a carnivore diet, because you know, uh, protein, it can't do anything to you. And I was like, okay, God bless. Have a good day. How deranged. Do you have to be to go up to a random fat person and suggest weight loss surgery, but then to also suggest an eating disorder? Look, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook has these bitches in a tizzy. That's why I started the episode with saying, you know, media literacy is now a public health issue. People get their news from social media, but... Because we live in such an anti-intellectual time, nobody thinks, and I'm not saying nobody in terms of 100% of the population, but a lot of you bitches who like to be influenced, you don't do any sort of research, fact-checking, or, you know, just basic understanding or have a general knowledge of knowledge (laughs) or general knowledge of science. You have to understand that when it comes to eating and food, there is no one diet that is superior to another. There is no one diet that is an end all be all catch all. There is no diet, uh, one diet that can cure anything, everything. What people eat is specific to their body's needs and what they have access to you are listening to these influencers who tell you to go raw vegan or these influencers who tell you to be a raw meat carnivore. You're not any of those things. Those are political ideas based in loose modicums of some kind of truth that has been twisted and turned and has been made to be a profit just for this influencer or these companies and corporations who sponsor these people for them to get a check and for you to be influenced and never question anything because before motherfuckers was talking about a carnivore diet bitch everybody was vegan or trying to go vegan bitch I remember because I was a whole motherfucking vegan and I thought that shit was truth and regardless of how many vegetables and fruit that I ate I still ended up being disabled I was disabled while I was vegan and was possibly disabling my body be in in the sake of thinness like what don't y'all understand about that and the, the fact that you would come up to me and you would spread nonsense, but to make yourself think that I think like you, bitch, I'm intelligent. You're a dummy. You're a bum. You're a random creep, a weird ass motherfucker who comes up to random black women in a CVS and tells them, oh, I had my stomach cut open. Did you have your brain cut open too, bitch? Did they give you a lobotomy when they were sitting up here cutting your insides up? Shut the fuck up talking to me. Talking about some a carnivore diet is the best diet. You so you just give up on broccoli. Nigga, you going to be shitting bricks talking about you only eating protein. If the body was only made to eat protein, we would look our intestines our intestines would would model that. We would have intestines that are similar to that of actual carnivores like lions. Our, it would be it would be easy in and easy out for the meat, but no, our intestines are entangled and 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 wrapped around. I'm gonna do a wrap around. <laughs> I'ma wrap around. That's literally our intestines. And you sitting here talking about you're giving up on vegetables? What do you mean vegetables make you gain weight? Bro, shut the fuck up. Y'all swap out one eating disorder for another because it is your quest for thinness that makes you wholly insane. I want you to understand that you, you only protein. You're going to rip your perineum. You're going to fuck up your butt. Sorry, I'm being gross, but literally I cannot imagine my bowels, like no vegetables. Like on the weekends, I'm really bad at eating vegetables because like, I just need like a food to sort of get me through the two days that we have off. Right. Monday through Thursday, I have my meal prep Friday I pick like one meal one going out meal to eat um and then like Saturday and Sunday I like I cook maybe it'll be pasta maybe it'll be like you know a lasagna or something that I can eat just without thinking and like warm it up in the microwave don't have to worry about cook don't worry, worry about nothing and then on Sunday I have you know I start to meal prep again But my thing is like Okay, you are telling me that you got your stomach cut open and you feel like you were in high school again and you still want to get 60 pounds down and you know, you're just going to eat meat. You're not going to eat any vegetables. You're just going to do a carnivore diet. I'm not your fucking therapist. I'm not your pastor. I'm not your preacher. I'm not your wife. I'm not your side whore. I don't know why you're dumping all of this on me. I just want to pick up my insulin and go home. Please. Please. Leave me the fuck alone. So the next time that you are in public and you feel the dying need to go up to a fat person and tell them about weight loss surgery or ask them if they're trying to lose weight or bother a fat person simply because they're fat, please remember this piece of advice. Fuck off. This has been Fluid Flower. You are listening to Fluid Thoughts and I will catch you all next week.